good enough and getting better. Welcome to the podcast where we can pursue personal growth, not because we have to in order to somehow be good enough, but because we know we already are good enough. We are each a unique and rare expression of human life with no duplicate. And from this foundation, we pursue personal growth because we know we can and because we know we are capable of creating all kinds of different experiences in life. And we want to play with that capacity and expand our options. We make personal growth enjoyable and easy when we can approach it with joy and playful curiosity instead of lack and insecurity. So stay tuned and join me on this journey to be more rooted in our true self-worth and more empowered in our growth process. We are good enough and we are getting even better. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Laura Lenore. Happy New Year. I've been thinking about what to talk about for this first episode in the new year. And of course, there are perennial classics hypnosis can be helpful for like changing your diet, fitness, shifting mindset to be able to make more money, blah, blah, blah. I, like most of you, probably too, am inundated with the marketing around this time of year where people spend a lot of money trying to tell you that you're not good enough yet. So that now would be a great time to spend some money to fix that once and for all so you can finally feel good enough. I'm not going to be another one of those voices, though I do, of course, understand that there are valid reasons people want to make those choices for the resolutions. And I wish you all the best on getting what you really want and need. And I'm happy to help you if you need it. But for this episode, I want to take the idea of New Year's resolutions in a slightly different direction and propose 10 options to create positive change that you probably aren't going to get ads for. (laughs) And maybe one or two of these will speak to you. There's definitely no need to try them all, at least not all at once. We're all about balance here. So without further ado, number 10, take yourself out on a date. Once a week, every two weeks, a month, a quarter, whatever works for you in your life, but regularly schedule time to think about yourself like you would think about someone you love and that you want to show appreciation to. You might think about what things you love doing most? What have you wanted to try for a long time and you just haven't made time for? The answer to this can literally be anything that you want. So a date with yourself could be as thrilling as going on that new zipline course in town that your friends don't seem interested in, or as relaxing as getting a babysitter and having a completely undisturbed afternoon to sleep or read your favorite novel. The key here is that you take the time to notice what you really want to do, not what others like doing, and you do it. You eat the food you like, you go where you want, you dress up or down as you like, you set that date with yourself and you treat yourself right. And you start doing that more regularly. Um, How nice will that be by the end of 2024 when you can look back and notice that you actually are taking great care of yourself in this way? right? That sounds like a fun one to me. Number nine, set a goal to try something new. And again, this can be weekly, monthly, whatever makes sense for you. Maybe it's a new kind of cuisine. 
maybe you visit a meetup group for folks who are into something that you've never done. My partner recently visited a group who does tracking and really enjoyed it. They go to a park on the outskirts of town and figure out what wildlife has been there recently. That is something I never would have thought to try. So maybe if you browse meetup groups on their website, or perhaps you have a local community college that has a catalog of classes that are open to everyone or community center or something like that, just try something new. And as you're doing this, allow yourself to not take it too seriously. Learning a little about how to throw pottery on a wheel can just be fun and interesting. And it does not mean that you suddenly have to become a potter and somehow monetize this new hobby. That kind of thinking will kill your hobbies. Not everything has to make money. We are allowed to just enjoy our lives, you know? Number eight, find ways to meet new people. I am currently in my 40s now, and I have noticed for myself and others around my age that we are a little less likely to put ourselves out in the world in ways that expose us to new people. We're more likely to follow the same old routines with the same old people, see the same people at work, come home to the same routine. And there's nothing wrong with having old friends. That is wonderful. But there is something about having ways in which you break out of your routines where you're exposed to new people and new ideas that's so good for us too. And you never know what you're going to learn or discover about yourself that's just outside the familiar circle that you've grown accustomed to. So maybe set a goal to explore a little, meet new people in some way, you know, again, once a month whatever timing works for you on that. But do it regularly and notice how that feels, how that can actually bring in some of that energy and excitement that we maybe associate a little bit more with our life in our 20s than the sort of typical 40-year-old. Not that any of us are typical, but I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Number seven, start a gratitude practice maybe journal or just notice for yourself each day saying it out loud can be really powerful as well. What are three things that you can appreciate about your day about your life? This practice has enormous positive benefits for your perspective and sense of well being. And this is according to research into it. It's actually been studied. This is not just my opinion. It's something that takes just a few minutes to do. You can pair this practice with something that you're already in the habit of doing in order to make it a lot easier to remember. So maybe you think about your three gratitude items while you're brushing your teeth before bed. You can even put a reminder on your bathroom mirror until that habit is deeply ingrained. And just notice how that begins to tune your attention, tune your focus more in your life towards those things that feel good, that you can appreciate. It is really a wonderful, simple way to make your life better. Number six, give yourself permission to say no to at least one thing per week, let's say one thing a week. That sounds good. Maybe it's saying no to someone else, someone who wants you to do something that you just don't have time or interest for. Or maybe you're saying no to yourself. Maybe you have your mother's voice in your head that says, you have to dust your baseboards every week or else you're a bad mother or a bad woman or whatever. If you struggle to figure out what to say no to, listen to yourself. Notice whenever you say things like, oh, I really should do this, or I'm supposed to have done that, or 
I should be working on this thing right now. That word should or supposed to like those are really big clues that it's something that you feel obligated to do, but don't really want to do. And so you're really allowing someone else's opinion to run your life, which is not necessarily a great strategy. Why does their opinion count more than yours? You can just say no. Within reason, obviously, there are consequences to saying no to some things. I don't want to do my taxes, but I will anyway. You get the idea. Number five, allow yourself to find more avenues for creativity in your life. Creativity is not the same as art, by the way. Art is great, and I think that's worth making time for too. But even folks who are not interested in art per se can access the benefits from creativity. If you always do a certain chore or task a certain way, and you were not allowed to do it that way again for some reason, what other way could you do it? A super simple example from my own life. A few years ago, I noticed that I was always taking the eggs out of the carton in the same order, like from one side of the carton to the other, and just decided to change it up. I started pulling them from different places and just enjoyed this moment of playfulness as different patterns of eggs would evolve as I worked my way through the carton. I might make a zigzag or form stripes or something more random like the egg carton version of splatter painting. And then suddenly switching from a 12 egg carton to an 18 egg carton is like an artist having a fresh canvas and a whole new palette of paints. This simple, small thing takes a mundane routine action from my morning and injects it with fun, playfulness. It takes no extra time whatsoever. So where could we all find more ways to feel more connected and interested and engaged in our routine activities by looking for creative ways to do them? You can make a point to ask yourself, what other ways can I do this? And just play with that. Just let yourself, let your mind find some new ways to do old things And notice how fun that is. And if you don't like it, you can go back to the old way. No one's stopping you. You're the boss here. Okay. Number four, allow yourself to pursue something that piques your curiosity. And by pursue, I don't just mean to Google it. Like maybe you and your friends have a debate about whether or not hummingbirds have feet and somebody looks it up and then you're done. You know, okay, yes, feet and you move on. Uh, I get it. I do this kind of random Googling all the time, and I'm happy to have so many answers at my fingertips. But I also miss the days before the internet. Like as a kid, I got super into space for a while and planets. And I would just check out this same book from the library over and over and spend hours poring over these, these pictures of the different planetary bodies in our solar system. And just, it felt great. I was just engaged. I was curious. It was so much fun. I would daydream about, you know, discovering my own (laughs) new planet someday. I have yet to achieve that goal, by the way. But uh, whatever it is that you're interested in, dig a little deeper, read a book, take a class, just notice there's something about our curiosity, the things that you specifically are curious about are going to be different than the thing that somebody else is curious about. But there's so much power in noticing that feeling. Maybe it's something different. Maybe it's a little bit outside your comfort zone. But that curiosity is telling you that there's something there for you. 
And maybe it's something you pursue for a little while and lose interest. Totally fine. It can still add value to your life. And maybe it's something you dig into and it becomes a bigger and bigger part of your life. And that's fine too. Uh, Curiosity brings new life, new opportunities for growth, new experiences into our life. Notice when you feel curious about something and give yourself a little bit of time to pursue that curiosity. Number three, give yourself downtime, as in allow yourself time to actually be bored, to daydream, to not have any specific activity or agenda that you are pursuing rather than reaching for a phone or some other form of stimulation at the first moment that you feel boredom. Allow yourself to push through that discomfort and give yourself a chance to reset, to reflect, to become more aware of your thoughts. This kind of downtime is actually really beneficial for our creativity and for our well-being. Um, Definitely excellent for our self-awareness, our awareness of the thoughts and emotions that are running our lives so often unconsciously, uh, but they don't have to be unconscious if you're paying attention, right? So take out the headphones while you're walking or driving, put away the phone while you're waiting in line, use these times that you already have, right? You're already somewhere you have to be and just allow your mind to wander, to create new connections, to bring important things to your awareness that your day-to-day busyness has been blocking out. This brief discomfort of boredom is worth it for the benefits, and it actually becomes less and less uncomfortable as you practice just being present with yourself, with the moment, with your thoughts, whatever it is. So allow yourself to have some blank space. Be bored sometimes. It's actually really good for you. Number two, say something nice to yourself every day. Maybe there's a particular moment in your day where you tend to be hardest on yourself. Maybe it's when you're looking in the mirror as you're getting dressed. Maybe you call yourself stupid when you make a mistake at work. Set a goal to begin noticing the moments when you say those unkind things. And the moment you realize you put yourself down, you can begin to balance things out by thinking of something nice to say. If this is hard at first, you can start shallow. Like, okay, self, I like your taste in shoes today. These are comfortable and cute. Maybe you start out more focused on recognizing what you're facing in life. Something like, hi, me, I know you're dealing with a lot of stress right now, but you're doing your best and getting through it. Or maybe you can go deep and start recognizing the strengths and qualities you can genuinely appreciate about yourself. Like, wow, I'm really impressed at how I was able to be both compassionate and firm with my boundaries in that conversation with my angry coworker just now. Wherever you're at, just find something, anything nice to say to yourself about yourself and notice how much easier it gets when you keep practicing it. And then lastly, number one, allow yourself to ask for help. I know this is actually one that (laughs) I'm preaching to myself as much as anybody else here because I am kind of the queen of trying to do absolutely everything myself that I possibly can. So I intimately know the downfalls of this way of thinking. And if that's you, then maybe you need to hear that you have permission to ask for help. Maybe you need the expert advice of a nutritionist, a personal trainer, maybe you can hire someone to clean your house during the times when you feel overwhelmed. 
If you have habits, emotional triggers, and thought patterns that you've tried and failed to change, hypnotherapy is great for that. Obviously, that is uh, something that I am passionate about uh, suggesting. Maybe you have a pile of DIY projects around the house and paying somebody to take that trim painting or a plumbing job off your plate is actually worth it to just get it done, to stop having to look at it every single day. We all have a limited amount of time, energy, expertise, and bandwidth for the things in our lives, but chances are there is someone who can help you in the areas that are not your best. And there's no shame in asking for help. We all need it sometimes. Even if money is tight for you right now, you might be surprised at how many different resources there are for discounted rates or even free if you ask around. Maybe your friend who is great at plumbing really admires what you've done with your garden and you can work out a trade that allows you to do something more in line with your energy and interests. You never know until you start asking for help, recommendations for where to find quality, affordable help, etc. And that's it. That's my list. Thank you for joining me today. Hopefully something on this list speaks for you today. Personal growth doesn't have to be all about grueling tests of willpower. It doesn't have to be about attaining this socially constructed idea of what a good life is, what it looks like. It can just be about who you are, where you are in your life, exploring, paying attention to what is uniquely good for you, and taking steps to enjoy your unique life where you are right now. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know which of these items was your favorite. You can find me on Instagram as Lenore Hypnosis. You can find me on facebook.com slash good enough and getting better. You can find my website at lenorehypnosis.com, which is where you can book a phone consultation to discuss working with me, if that sounds interesting to you. And you can also sign up for my newsletter on that webpage as well to be the first to know about upcoming group courses and other helpful information. However you prefer to do it, I love to keep in touch, including rating this podcast, likes, follows, sharing it with friends that all helps to spread the word. Let's all work together. Let's all make this year 2024 or whatever year you're listening in a great year to feel better about being our amazing and unique selves, feel more empowered to create the life that works best for you, whatever that looks like, and also experience more joy and fun along the way. I would say that pretty much uh, encapsulates my New Year's resolution. Until next time, bye for now. Mm -hmm.